Hey guys, welcome back to the Park Rats Podcast. <laughs> Matt and Josh. Yo, Ole, welcome back. And how you doing, guys? Yeah, how you doing? Are you doing all right? Are you having a good drive? Are you having a good sit down on your your couch and listen to a podcast? Yeah, are you drinking a bevy or a coffee, dude? That's mm-hmm. really the the main question. That's the real question. We already know that our guests are drinking a bevy. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So once again, we got an absolutely amazing guest coming on. Yeah. Um, they love parks as much as they love beer, as much as they love their kids. That's probably mm-hmm. not true. They probably love their kids a lot more than that. But <laughs> I hope so. Um, really excited to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gonna be Parks and Pints, guys. Yeah, Parks and, Parks Pines. and Pines on Instagram. You can find them. That's interesting, That's though, because we're what? talking about Parks what? and Pines, but yeah. they're also named Parks and Pines. That's kind of crazy. I'm kind of drinking a, a drinking a pint, and I kind of love national parks. Wow, that was a slurpy slurp. A nice little slurpy <laughs> slurp there. Speaking of speaking of slurpy slurp, um, what are we drinking today? What, yeah, what are we slurping on? We are slurping um, Lo-Fi Playground by Green Empire Brewing. Nice little double ipa yeah so funny story about this i was uh right before recording this i was at my my local ipa store <laughs> the local beer store and i was uh just going through the selections you know and i was like oh this one seems kind of cool and it's like wait 20 bucks now nah. yeah yeah no i'm not like okay whatever and so i'm going through and then i see lo-fi playgrounds got these like colorful you already colorful know we artwork. love our lo-fi like, it looks sick yeah there's probably gonna be like a lo-fi b on the uh, on in this in this podcast, and uh, I saw it. I was like, ah, yep, grabbing it, got it. I like get, I get back here. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> Matt walks in and is like, oh, so I bought these beers and I didn't, I didn't look at the price tag, and they were like twenty five dollars. So, oh my God, yeah, it's okay, it's okay, it's a fine, Yo, it's fine. They're they're really good. They're wicked good. Yeah, they they were an absolute blast to drink. They got um, hops from like three different states or something. Super colorful uh, can too. Yeah. And, and speaking of it's super all about colorful, the can. Speaking of super colorful. Yeah. Yo, guys, happy Pride Month. Yeah, happy Pride Month. Yeah, shout shout it out. We we mm-hmm. actually have a, a Stonewall National Park, or I I believe it's a national monument for mm-hmm. the beginning of the Pride movement. Uh, it started as a police brutality riot and, and turned into slowly but surely into a civil rights movement here we are gotta love that shit man uh shout out to all you people listening um really cool podcast to check out is gaze at the national park they are fantastic and they share a lot of the thoughts that me and josh do as well as the guests we're uh, gonna bring on as well as every guest we brought on enjoy your national parks yeah be who you want to be don't Bye die about. yeah Exactly. Don't die. Don't die, guys. We love you. Yeah. We so want to be safe. So yeah. Without any further ado, we're gonna bring these fantastic guests on, and we're gonna dial them in. Matt, can I get some beep boops? Yep. Beep boop. Yep. All right. Dialing in. Yep. Connect. Connecting. Connecting. Dude. There's a connection issue. There's a connection <laughs> issue. <laughs> Dude, we got some bad, <laughs> bad technical difficulties. Um, but but seriously, like. Like, well, what's going oh, on with the service wait, in this room? Connections, connections live. Oh, connections right, live. We're dialing in. Right, we're dialing right, peace, in. Guys, peace, guys. the lo-fi beats. And we're back. And we have Julie and Ryan in the studio on Zoom, on the computer, I'm literally at their there. home. Um... And we're back. So what 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 are we talking about? Yeah, I, I mean, first of all, we just want to introduce you guys, but not only that, really the brand that you guys have built from the ground up, Parks and Pints. And um, we really want to start at the beginning. Like, what conceptually drove you guys to decide to start Parks and Pints? And, and really, what is it? You go first. Me first? Okay. Um, so Parks and Pints just started as an Instagram account that was something separate from our personal accounts because we have mm-hmm. a couple of kids and mm-hmm. we like doing these long crazy road trips and we every road trip is to national parks and to breweries that's nice. like we just so cool the best places um and then we just wanted a place to like share all these adventures 
that didn't also include pictures of our kids. So we just mm-hmm. kind of started a separate account that was a public thing, whatever. Um, and at some point we had, Ryan is a professor, and at some point one of his students designed a logo for us. And people thought our logo was really cool, and it kind of came out of, like, the logo's cool. Let's make this into a real thing somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I don't know where to go from there. You guys exploded. <laughs> our, our, uh, like Julie said, it all really just came out from our love of parks, of traveling, of beer. Our, our kids have been to, you know, I don't know, 150 or so parks and probably 100 or so breweries. So our kids have probably been to more breweries than uh, most kids. And hopefully... (laughs) Uh, hopefully when this goes, this goes live, we don't we don't get a phone call from somebody for <laughs> doing something wrong. Mm. Um, but breweries have become very family friendly in many ways. So there's like the this hat I'm wearing, this NBC Manhattan Brewing Company. They're they're a local brewery here in Manhattan, Kansas, where we live, and um, you know they're very friendly very family friendly. So it really just came out of that. Julie worked for the National Park Service at Noah. Uh, and Grand Teton wow. National Park, and I work for the National Park Service in Acadia, up in Maine. Oh, that's awesome! Not that, not that far away. From yeah. Um, we both grew up in New York, so we're we're Easterners by blood. Um, we've been all over the country in the last you know ten, fifteen years that we've been together. Um, but yeah, just it really comes from from wanderlust. Honestly, uh, you know the the last eighteen months or so have been. Uh, difficult for us because the things that we love to do the most we haven't been able to do. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but but because we live really far from the things that we love to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Requires a lot of interstate travel. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate goal of, of what we're doing now it's it's evolved as Julie said it was it was just an Instagram page for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like our our you know this logo is is so cool, cool right yeah. yeah. You only go so far with a logo. So the last year or so, we've we've been really trying to focus on what are we going to do, and, and what we've decided we're going to do is be conduits for uh, community. Um, so bringing community together mm-hmm. over over protected areas, over parks, being outside, outdoor recreation, uh, beer, all those things tend to you know kind of work hand in hand. Yeah. So we've been partnering. We've been partnering with local organizations, and most recently, we partnered with Manhattan Brewing Company here in, in Kansas, mm-hmm. and they brewed a beer for us called uh, Flint Hills AF, um, <laughs> uh, and they gave us uh, a dollar of every pour off of that that brew. Uh, wow! So we we raised over a thousand dollars for student scholarships, which is mm-hmm. our ultimate goal is to provide scholarships for students to do. Research, research or work in parks and protected areas. Wow. So that's really where Parks and Plants is going. Yeah. Guys, that's it, awesome. And that's, it, is that that's a, so cool. Is that like when you walk into the brewery, those taps on your Instagram, are those the ones that whenever someone pours, um, it, it donates a dollar? Or do you guys just really give those out and uh, share those? The, the pull taps. You, you know the one with your I, I saw it on the Instagram I oh. thought it was really cool yeah. the lo, the one with the logo on it yeah you're talking about the, the handles the yeah. taps, mm-hmm. the the taps. Yeah, okay um so it, they didn't so Manhattan Brewing didn't actually have one of our tap handles because they have all their tap handles that are really pretty like the steel ones yeah tap handles are for like um we've become friends with the owners of a bar in town and he put a beer on tap with our tap handle on it and a dollar. And we like the beer. We try to pick Kansas beers because that's where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and a dollar from every pour comes from those. That's but awesome. the one at Patton Brewing was just like, they. we helped, like, we decided what style of beer it was going to be. It was a coconut, like a chocolate coconut stout that was Ooh. freaking amazing. Oh, that sounds good, yeah. Matt, road trip, road, trip to, <laughs> road no, trip to Kansas? That sounds awesome, guys. Um, it, and our inspiration was the uh, Oscar Blues Death by Coconut, if you've ever had it, is like the ultimate coconut. Ooh. Where, so, can, actually, we, my favorite, though. where can we find stuff. it? That was um, coconut for 
But anyhow. But yeah, so, I, so the, the the brewing of the beers with with different breweries is something that we definitely want to we want to start looking into more and, and developing those partnerships. And also, uh, the the tap handles is something that we want to expand. And mm-hmm. honestly, this idea just came to us, you know, right when COVID was starting to kick in. Right, so yeah. we weren't mm-hmm. weren't able to really get out and start kind of pushing the things that we wanted to. I mean, we've been able to raise a little bit of money for the scholarships and we hope to give one away starting in the spring of 2022. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're modest, right? And I guess I should say too, is the reason we're doing this is there's a lot of reasons we're doing it. It's to Mm -hmm. build community, to kind of share our, our passion for, for these things that we're, that we're doing. But also when, when Julie and I were in grad school at the university of Georgia, we got a small $500 scholarship to do work in Cumberland Island National Seashore, which is a National Park Service unit in South Georgia. And that, that honestly, that was, that was the spark, man. Wow. Like that, that's what got us going. So we're hoping to kind of pay that forward through the things that we're doing now. That's yeah. fantastic, guys. And I mean, that's one of the reasons we started this podcast is to really let people know that it, it it's not just like the park rangers that go through school and, and really like anyone can get involved in national parks in a bunch of different ways and i mean i kind of wanted to ask you guys i know you mentioned a little bit earlier um with the tetons and acadia how how did you guys start with that that side of it i i know that was kind of mm-hmm. like the kickstarter for what you're doing now but i'd love to hear how you guys got into that good you first yeah <laughs> Very polite. <laughs> um, so we went to graduate school at University of Georgia. I was getting my master's, and Ryan was getting his PhD in a program that was called Natural Resources Recreation and Tourism. That has a different name now. They call it something else. I don't. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's, uh, Ryan's got to grab the kids, right? <laughs> that's yeah. what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So as a part of that, I got an internship with the Student Conservation Association, the SCA, and I spent a summer working at Shenandoah doing interp. And then graduated shortly after I finished that up and was just applying for jobs everywhere in the country with, like, every land management agency. And the one I got Mm -hmm. was at Grand Teton National Park, which was... Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, So... We actually got married in October, and then in January, I moved from Georgia to Wyoming, and Ryan was still in Georgia finishing up his PhD. Um, and then from there, I'll just do my story, and then you do yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all of that, Ryan got a job with the Park Service in Denver, and then I found a detail that I could move to Denver at the same time, so I started working for the Intermountain Regional Office, which is the whole, like, Montana down to Texas, like or wow, like North Dakota, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know, the four corners. So you know, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, New Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, after that, we moved to Kentucky for his university jobs, and then I never worked for the Park Service again. So that's my story. <laughs> I mean, I well, that's mean, a wild ride. Yeah, that's yeah. a wild ride for sure. <laughs> Lots of territory. Yeah, I, I, uh, I I grew up. You know the number. The number. All the research says that the number one predictor of somebody going to parks as an adult is that they went as a child. Um, mm-hmm. That certainly doesn't preclude people from going to parks if they didn't as a child. But mm-hmm. it's just the number one predictor, and and I'm a perfect example of that. It's just I grew up going out west with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's an earth science teacher, and you know we would stop at every freaking road cut from here from New York to to Denver looking at rocks. You have no wow. idea what the rocks are. Uh, and, uh, but we went to, you know, we went to Grand Canyon. We went to Chaco Culture, National Historic Site in New Mexico. We went to White Sands. We went to Carlsbad. I mean, wow. so many parks that I can, yeah. I can barely even mm-hmm. remember. And, and uh, it was kind of a latent thing for me because I didn't get back into this. I graduated with a degree that I've, I used for about six months. You graduated with a, degree, uh, a PE degree. Mm-hmm. Ed. <laughs> so I got a degree, uh, and then I did sales for five years, mm-hmm. uh, and then I went back to school, and, and that's what got me going on, on what I'm doing now. But it took me until I was 30 years old to even know that 
hey, maybe I should do some of this stuff that I was involved in as a kid. And, yeah. And now I'm, a, now I'm a professor at Kansas State University in the Park Management and Conservation Program. And, you know, I do research on, on visitor use in, in parks and trying to understand mm. how people use parks and how to uh, influence behavior for, you know, to, to lower depreciative behavior and mm-hmm. and make sure that we're we're conserving these places that everybody wants to to go to right it's a great thing that everybody wants to go yeah but the more people that go the more yeah these places could possibly be ruined, ruined. you didn't mm-hmm. talk about your working for the national park service part and i would <laughs> <laughs> you guys can cut that and then put it back yeah yeah right. yeah we'll mix some things around yeah uh, <laughs> So I worked for, in 2008, when Julie was at Shenandoah, I was at Acadia, and I was a uh, recreation technician was the the job. Um, but basically what I did was I walked the trails in Acadia National Park every single day for the entire summer, um, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Leave No Trace, helping visitors where, you know, when they needed it, doing light trail maintenance. But my, my job was really to, to wake up every morning and walk. Man, I mean, tough job. Yeah, walking through mean, Acadia. Oh. <laughs> it was the lowest, lowest paid, best job I've ever had. Yeah. And then we went to. You worked for the Park Service in Denver. I worked for the Park Service <laughs> in Denver, and then I became a professor. Wow. Yeah. No, that's so cool. Yeah. So one thing that I did see. Um, so the way that you guys structure your Instagram is really cool. It's like picture, picture, beer. But I, I have to ask, I have to ask, out of all the beers you've ever had, what was your, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Ryan already yeah. taking his head like, no, no, no. But if you had to give me, if you had to give me your favorite beer or favorite experience, I'd say, from just one of your travels, what would it be? I, I mean, if you need time to think about it, I completely understand. I mean, that's a tough question. I but, have one. I have one. All right. It was... The beer was amazing. It wasn't in a park at all. We were in Fort Myers, Florida, because my parents, we grew up in upstate New York, but now our families have all, like, migrated to Florida, because that's what you do when yeah. from, mm-hmm. I don't know how to the rest of the Northeast. I would guess Massachusetts is probably Oh, oh yeah. yeah. My parents are already yeah. planning it. They're like, all right, so are we living here? Yeah. Are we living here? Mm-hmm. Um, so we were at a bar in Fort Myers, and we had, it was a Cigar City Brewing pumpkin beer on nitro and it was the most amazing beer i've ever had wow i can't remember the specific name of it but it was amazing and the place was cool and neat and it's actually Mm. a little chain that's down there in florida but it was still just like super cool and the beer was amazing and it always stands out in my mind yeah we've we've been we've been chasing that holy grail since that day (laughs) yeah (laughs) we haven't found it it was like the perfect pumpkin beer on nitro and it was and, and, it, and it was probably a combination of location, good beer, and we were away from our children. Our kids yeah. were really little, and we lived with my parents <laughs> and went and like had a little adventure. That's Pete. That's first, awesome. The first one that I had was um, when when I worked for the Park Service in Denver. So it was called the Denver Service Center, and mm-hmm. it's it's confusing and, and all this stuff. But but basically, it's a it's an umbrella part of the National Park Service that tries to help all, all the parks, right? So all mm-hmm. 330, 40, 50, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, or 400. And Keeps yes, it's 400. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I went on a project to Fort Raleigh National Monument, I think is what it's called, in, just outside of Cape Hatteras mm. in North Carolina, and this was 2010 or so, so we were just starting to get into the beer thing. And we lived in Colorado, which was like you know the the Napa Valley of oh, beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. uh, and the the person I was with, they gave me a Two Hearted. Do you know about Two Hearted by Bell's? Yeah, the Two Hearted Ale has yeah. like the yeah. Guys, I've talked about. We were yep. listening to your. Not the the episode with the National Park Capsulating. We were listening yes. to you. Yes. Too yeah. and we're like, hey, cool. Yeah, it's, that's that's a really good beer. <laughs> so somebody gave that to me, two thousand circa two thousand ten or whatever, and I remember like vividly taking a sip of that and be like, this is different. Right? Yeah. Like maybe again, it was probably part of the setting. I was in Cape Hatteras, you know, I'm having mm-hmm. this beer. It's 
it, which is part of what we do, right? Like having a beer in a cool place makes a yeah, difference. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, you could have a you could have a bush lights at your house, mm-hmm. uh, but if you have a bush light in Grand Teton, it's probably going to taste. Oh like yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> but but that's that's one memory that I have. The second one I have is actually in Grand Teton. Uh, is it Grand? What is it? Snake River. Snake River Brewing. Snake River Brewing in Grand Teton and Jackson Hole. In Jackson Hole. Ooh. I think I've uh, been there. To visit, I was on a project up there, and, and we went up to visit a friend that lived there, mm-hmm. and we had like this little tiny two-month-old, one-month-old baby. How old was Ivy? She was about two months old. Two months old, <laughs> and we hadn't had any breaks at this point, so mm-hmm. we drove from Denver up to Wyoming, which was mm-hmm. eight hours or so. Time, yes, but yeah. um, anyway, she watched the baby for like an hour or two, and I remember getting a beer at Snake River Brewing, I'm like... Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take those are like, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Oh, but yeah. that's the thing, right? But, but that's, those are the kind of moments that we're trying to capture through what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're going to lose video in less than a minute here. That's all right. Yeah. We're, we're, kicking, we're kicking on the audio. <laughs> that's fine. Um, <laughs> turn it up to 11. Yep. Right now, speaking of, uh, we're drinking a lo fi playground. Oh, my it's God. It's from Green Empire Brewing. Josh walks in right before <laughs> we start recording, and he's like, he's like, hey, dude, I went in. And I was like, I knew I, I had to be like head hunting. We're about to get on with, with Parks and Pines here. I knew I, I needed to grab a good beer. And I walk in and I saw this beer. I'm like, oh man, you know what? This this looks pretty good. He just, he saw like another beer. It's like twenty bucks. He's like, that's way too expensive. I'm not buying that. <laughs> he walks out with this one. It's like twenty five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even back. look at the price. I saw Lo-Fi Playgrounds. Like that looks pretty cool. And then I grabbed. It. I was like, all right, twenty. That's sure. <laughs> it's a really good beer though. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, what are you guys? What are you guys sipping on today? Well, who, before before what are you, what is the what is the brewery that you guys are drinking? It's Green Empire Brewing. They're out of um, Idaho. Oh, okay. They're out of Vermont. No, they're out of Vermont. Oh, it's with Idaho. Idaho it's hops. Yeah. Sabro, Eldorado, and Idaho Seven Hops. Lots of hops. Lots of hops. We hopping. Oh yeah. <laughs> How about you guys though? So we went into Manhattan Brewing, which is we have two breweries in town, but Manhattan mm-hmm. Brewing is the one that we like have attached ourselves to. Mm-hmm. Um, we went in there to grab some beers before this, and they have a triple IPA that they're releasing tomorrow. Whoa. But one four-pack in the cooler because they were, like, doing a photo shoot with it earlier and just left it there. No way. So no spotted, like, can we buy this? <laughs> so it's called Space Whale Galactic Triple IPA. <laughs> And it's 11.3%. Wow. That's like a four and logo. And $30 for a four-pack. So I hear you on like... Yeah, <laughs> we're high class tonight. High class <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> you but got the pre-release. Yeah, they got, they got the plug. You guys, Sometimes you, you got to pay, pay for quality. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys, mm-hmm. you guys get the back room there, the VIP access. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, 100% back room. <laughs> <laughs> One thing... Back room sounds a little shady. I don't know yeah, that, that is a little shady. I'd say I'd say the red carpet. Yeah. yeah, but one thing that I I did want to ask you guys. So one thing I noticed on every single one of your posts, you have two hashtags that I love. Number one, find your pint, and number two, enjoy wildly. What are the stories behind these these hashtags? I need to know. That's a that's a Julie question. Um, so find your pint is because there's that find your park. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, we're doing find your park every time where we do a park post. Oh, and I like find your pint. I was trying to come up with hashtags for beers and something that was a little unique, and I thought find your pint was cool. <laughs> that is cool. I know. I I literally I made that connection. I'm like, that's they're definitely going off of the the find your park thing because we do that every every uh, post too because. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that's that's the MPS hashtag for for yeah. getting it out there. Uh, but enjoy wildly. I mean that that touches right on what what Ryan was saying earlier. Um, but so so what was the story behind that one? Um, that was actually a, <laughs> the story of it is similar to a lot of things about Parks and Pines. We didn't quite come up with it on our own. One mm. of our friends suggested it as a play on um, drink responsibly. I like it. We. 
because we were first we had it was drink wildly and we thought that sounds a little weird like we're encouraging bad things a little irresponsible (laughs) (laughs) so it turned into enjoy wildly (laughs) i like it no, I, I think it's I think it's a great spin too, especially like I, I again I, I think what you guys are doing too is kinda connecting that um what you guys love to do and, and those vacations with something that's that's driving towards that good cause. Um but one thing I wanted to ask about, and this is my last Instagram question, I promise. So no, your, okay. your dog, right? Coda is it Coda, correct? What's that? Your your dog, right? Um what what's your dog's name? Oh, um, Dora is the Dora. one. Dora. I'm thinking. Also, Dora. Murphy, who's a very old husky, but he doesn't really do anything interesting. Oh, he kind of he chills. You gotta respect it. I mean, but but I, I recently saw that Dora got um she got that medal. I want I want to know the story behind that too. Um, do you want to talk about Bark Ranger? No. Bark Ranger <laughs> is Bark Ranger is actually it's a it's an NPS program so. Most national park bookstores you go into at the visitor centers, you will probably be able to find those little bark ranger tags to put on a dog's collar. And you just, you know, you decide. You Your dog takes the pledge and you decide that they're going to be a bark ranger. <laughs> it's, That's awesome. It's, it's like it's like hand on the Bible series. It's wicked funny. Yeah, if, I mean, you heard. So if you saw the post, you heard like the little oath that our 10 year old made up for it to take. <laughs> It was so funny. Yeah, we were, <laughs> yeah, we were in um, uh, Petroglyphs National uh, Monument, which mm-hmm. is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's where we were last week. Oh, awesome. Uh, and that's a very, very cool place if you ever get a chance to go That it's It's this, like, kind of natural, cultural oasis surrounded by, you know, a super metropolitan area. It's basically an urban park, but it's, yeah. like, interesting. Cool. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, we, we were there last week, and we actually, uh, we have friends that are going to be staying with us here very soon tonight uh, yeah, that are coming from Albuquerque. But um, yeah, so that that, that was, uh, the kids went to the visitor center, they saw the Bark Ranger thing, and they're like, hey, Dora should be a Bark Ranger. So hmm. now she is. That's, That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a point in my life where I'm going to be like strolling through a national park, and I like get injured or something i'm in like a dire situation i just hear like panting and i just see like a badge dog come up and just it's gonna save my life and that that's gonna be great yeah yeah and with the little hat too <laughs> uh, timmy fell down the well kind of yeah thing. yeah <laughs> like white fang stuff that's so funny like um I don't know. So we have kids, so we've seen way too many of these like Airbud movies. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <For> puppy. <laughs> yeah, the junior. I love it. I, they're they're out there saving lives, doing <laughs> good work, doing cool yeah. stuff. Like probably cooler stuff than we're doing. But yeah, I want that job. Yeah. <laughs> a bark ranger. Yeah, I want to be the you bark. Could probably, you could probably get a, a nice bark ranger uh, badge there. Um, <laughs> another thing I wanted to ask you guys. Oh, my bad, Ryan. What was that? I was just gonna say, I think I think you guys have something to aspire to now. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. We gotta we yeah, gotta uh, and put that Bark Ranger badge on. <laughs> we're shooting high. We're, we're we we got high hopes <laughs> over here. Um, no, that although, be... <laughs> although I think if you if you did put on a gold chain with a Bark Ranger badge on it and started walking up to people, you might get punched. Yeah, right? no, seriously. <laughs> You're no Bark what? Ranger. You phone that's stolen valor right there. If I if I do Bark, say so. Bark, why are you Why are you accosting me? What are you doing? Here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just walk up to someone, just start start panning behind them. I, I think you're gonna get punched real fast. <laughs> but are you disrespecting my badge? <laughs> get down. Oh my god. Just make sure. Just make sure you have body cam on. So yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Bark nine one one. That would be some good Instagram fodder right there. Did you Did you say bark nine one one? Bark nine one one. Oh my god. That's. That's a great show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm actually—is is that actually a show? I, I'm guessing it's on Animal Planet or Discovery Channel. I don't—I don't think it's a real show, but if it's not, you—you you all just hit yeah, on yeah. Hey, there we go. It's Bark Nine One One. It's just—it's just dog cops. <laughs> it's dog cops. <laughs> it's I'm shot insane. the exact same way as cops. It's just dogs. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that would be awesome. You guys, so we just want to get a little bit of rain, name recognition when this becomes famous. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. You'll you be in the producer credits. Yeah, you'll get the, some royalty yeah. payments too, yeah, for yeah. sure. I think we brainstormed <laughs> this together, guys, I got to say. Um, Sounds good. But this uh, is being so you have to live up to it. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. We just got to find a, a TV producer. Now. Yeah, That's yeah. Next step. We'll get it going. Um, <laughs> another question for you guys. So th- you said you were in Petroglyphs last week. And I have to ask, I'm, I'm asking you all the hard questions. I'm pulling, I'm pulling out all the stops here. What was what was your favorite road trip that you've ever taken? And, like, like what was your, what, 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 was, what did that consist of, I'd say? Um, so I've been very slowly, uh, doing memories on Instagram, doing posts of a road trip we did in 2007. It was our first, we met in 2006 and in 2007 was our first really big road trip where we were going to school in Georgia and we were going to a conference in Park City, Utah. So we took three weeks Mm -hmm. to drive out there and back and went to... I don't even, probably over 20 national park sites. That's awesome. The brewery thing wasn't really happening so much yet. Well, we were in grad school, so we had no money. Yeah, we also... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ramen noodle diet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But that trip was amazing. We had a Honda Element, and we bought a little, like, tent thing that when you open the back of it, you put this thing on the back and you sleep in it. That's awesome. That's what we did for three weeks. (laughs) That's the way to go. I'm telling you that our generation is just not too apt on that, and and that needs to change. Right? I think life. it is. I mean, van, van life is popping off. Right van now. life is popping yeah. off. Van life is a thing right now. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely wish more people would uh, would uh um really do the old like drive cross country camp on the side of the road. Jo- Josh is the king of that. I gotta. Yeah, say. <laughs> it's just it's just free camping. You just find. Would you? Did you guys? use any like apps or anything to find free camping i used freecamping.net and it was probably one of the sketchiest things but it worked it 100 so it was it was um, the summer of 2007 oh. and there were apps because there weren't smartphones oh <laughs> gotcha gotcha I think, I think iphones came out in 2007 well whatever we, we had a we had a Rand mcnally map Oh, and we printed a whole bunch of pages. Map quest. You map, map quest. I was going to say <laughs> it had to be the map quest era. I was. I, was, I knew we're, it. We're, we're sounding pretty damn old here, but we're not that old. Wow! I just made myself sound seven, so that's fine. That was, that was a classic. I, my mom would print those out right before every road trip. I mean, you, you mm. can't bash map quest. That was the OG GPS. Yeah, that's yep, it, it. It's true how much we take our phones for granted oh because God, I yeah. like. Like printing out like map quiz, it wasn't even a thought. Like when I was on my road trip, it was just like, okay, plug in GPS coordinates. Oh, like so, like the passenger is looking up free camping, like somewhere, and then we just get coordinates and then we go. I take it yeah. for granted how yeah. easy that was. Like, which is, which is kind of interesting, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's so much easier now to be spontaneous in mm-hmm. that way. But I feel like people are less spontaneous than they used to be when they had to plan more. Yeah, does that make sense? That makes sense. Is that that's kind of weird? I never, I never thought about that before. I I hmm. completely uh, agree. I mean, like with MapQuest, you have like those basic directions, and and if you need to find a camping site, you gotta you you seriously hmm. gotta dodge up the hill. Like you gotta seriously you just like, find just something, drive yeah. into something. Yeah, but yeah. you also right. can't deviate from your thing unless you have to print out new maps yeah. or anything. But like the way the way I or did, or Rand McNally. You can't, yeah, you can't that's true. Those. That's true. Those things were big. Mm-hmm. Wow. Or or you you stop off at a hotel business center. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Get the concierge involved. Hey, how do we uh how do we bum it in the woods? Can you can you let us know where the best place to pitch a tent is? I'm trying to remember how we did that though. We must have because I don't think we, we just, really planned it ahead of time. Uh, where the places where we stopped, like, so we knew we were going to be in certain national parks, we knew we were going to head in, like, certain national forest areas, we knew we'd be near, and we just found campgrounds at the yeah. parks, or, you know, national forests generally, you can kind of just camp wherever. Yeah. And we did stay at a few KOAs, because we couldn't figure what else, yeah. what else to do, and there were KOAs everywhere when you go out west. Yes. Yeah. So part of that is something I just remembered from that trip was 
we were lost trying to find Scott. <laughs> oh well, there's a couple times we got lost. I think you're thinking of a different one. Oh. But we got lost, mm-hmm. which you can still do with GPS. People yep, do it. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, but we got lost somewhere in Iowa, right? So we're, we're trying to find a place to camp and we don't know where we are. We're surrounded by cornfields, you know, whatever. And we saw a couple pheasants run across the road. You know what I mean? So that's the whole reason you travel, right? Not Mm -hmm. necessarily this, you know, this is very, uh, cliche in many ways, Mm -hmm. but it really isn't about the destination many times, right? It's, it, those things that you get into because you're not over programming or you're not mm-hmm. over planning, just mm-hmm. it happens. And, and often that shit is, is the meat of the trip. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm digressing. Here. Yeah, no. no, no. Some of the best moments from when I was just kind of tra- like traveling on this road trip or something, where just when you pull into some random campsite that you find and there's like just weird things going on or there's just like just funny moments that happen or just like random wildlife that you see. It's, it's some of those like random things yeah. that stand out, which is stupid because it's like, Oh, I went and saw like Yosemite. I saw like half dome. It was beautiful and everything. But it was like, Oh, I really just remember like pulling up to this campsite and there was like a lot of weird things everywhere. Shout right. out to the curse of uncrustable yeah. rat tail. <laughs> oh my God. So, so, you know, uh, not last year, but let's say in a typical year, 2019, four million people saw Half Dome. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but how it, many people saw that weird campground situation? Right. Yeah. Referring to right. clearly something weird happened. To you yeah. Together. Or yeah. Is it something you're not comfortable talking to? Us no, about no. Right it's now? something that we already talked about. It was a. It was a rat. So we we did oh, a we did so, a um so a wack. short <laughs> we it's did a so short wack. segment on this. So it's called the Curse of the Incrustable. So the first thing we we we're in Washington. We're right outside of Seattle. Um, we're on our way to Oregon. We pull into this campsite, and the first thing we see is one of those uncrustable sandwiches. But and there's <laughs> one bite taken out of it. But the this oh, is such a weird thing to stop, focus on. Stop it right now. <laughs> but someone didn't take a bite out of the side, they took a bite out of the top and then left it in the campsite. And that was that was it. Do you guys know those Uncrustables? It was like it Yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, someone took a bite out of the top and left it there. It was the most sadistic thing and, I've ever seen. And, and mind you guys, <laughs> they also saw an arrow in a tree. Yeah. And a literal a literal grave. Like it, someone was buried there. And they thought the weirdest thing in the entire campsite was the Uncrustable. Yeah. We also found out from from a lady in Portland. We were at an Irish pub in Portland. And she was like, oh, you camped at that camp? Like, you camped in that area? You cannot camp there. That's where people go to bury bodies yeah. in, like, oh, from uh, Seattle. And we're just like, oh, okay. So, so, all- maybe, so maybe the Uncrustable was an offering of yeah. some sort. Yeah, some sort. <laughs> it's just, like, rocks stacked around it or something. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, guys, it's the des- it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah. <laughs> not the entrance. Such a weird thing to. <laughs> this is, it's it's somewhat related. This is this is on a project that that I was working on in in the Daniel Boone National Forest, which is in in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I was I was mapping trails and stuff, and and you know it was a wilderness area, a federally designated wilderness area, and mm-hmm. East Coast wilderness obviously is different than West Coast, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty remote, right? And uh, relatively untouched. And I was about 15 miles in. And I come to this kind of river bend. And I was mapping, like, visitor-created trails, social trails. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm, in the, I'm literally, literally in the middle of nowhere. And <laughs> I come around kind of this bend. And there's this rock bench that somebody had created and underneath that rock bench, I got chills like right now. Do you see me talking? About this. But underneath this rock bench was a baby head doll. No, a, a, a oh. doll head. No, a baby doll head. A baby doll head. <laughs> see, I'm freaked out about it, man. No. Yeah, <laughs> that's and it creepy. Was, like, staring at me, and it was it was obviously placed there. It wasn't yeah. a mistake. Like, why did somebody bring a baby doll head? here what is going okay, on okay but wait yeah. so let me ask you two guys a question okay um because you've you've done some traveling and mm-hmm. been in parks and forests and places mm-hmm. have you ever seen any random baby doll heads no i have not oh no. and i don't want to <laughs> yeah i'd rather not I- <laughs> how fast did you get a friend who is a herpetologist mm-hmm. in 
Eastern Kentucky. He works for Eastern Kentucky University. Mm -hmm. And when he's out exploring streams and, like, looking for salamanders and turtles and the shit that he does for his job, he finds baby doll heads. No way. No way, dude. That's straight out of the Blair Witch Project. I don't like that at all. It's got to... It, we gotta check Instagram because maybe someone's like doing like a meme account or something. They're posting like baby no, head photos no, somewhere, or like so. maybe it's like a cult thing. I, think it's I don't legitimately know. Legitimately, the occult, dude. There's oh. no doubt in my mind. Some weird next, shit goes on the, the world. Next, uh, the next, the next most common thing that I come across is socks. There's socks everywhere, oh and I don't know really? why. Always finding someone just like steps in a puddle so, and just like nah, nah gone with this pair. Someone's probably wiping with those things. Otherwise. Oh! Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yep, yep. I knew that was your rea- that reaction was. I haven't picked them up and smelled them. So I'm not oh, sure. no. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> so I am super curious because you mentioned this earlier in the episode that you part of your job was to make sure that people were using their trails and you're trying to maintain these trails for all of these hikers. But what are some strategies that you use to keep hikers out of places they're not supposed to be? <laughs> they told me sometimes they'll plant cactuses in the middle of the trail. Uh, <laughs> I was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, so that that's, you know, you got to be creative with the resources mm-hmm. that you have. So, yeah, just trying to brush in trails. But here's the, here's the thing is is if, if uh, uh, let's say you all have a favorite trail somewhere in Worcester, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You, you're going up to the Whites or something like that, or you're going out to the Berkshires, and you have a favorite trail that you always use or a favorite campsite you've always used, mm-hmm. and you know the Forest Service or the Park Service or whatever decides to close it because it's just not sustainable, it wasn't built the right way, uh, erosion is happening, compaction, all the things that happen with overuse, guess what? They can close it. Yeah. Yeah. But those people that have always used that place, they're gonna go open it again. Um, mm-hmm. And the problem there is enforcement, right? Because there's no way that uh, a forest service or a park service ranger, if you're going to Yosemite, if you're going to Yellowstone, you know, if you're going to these places that are millions of acres, you can't police that. Yeah. You know. Can't enforce um, it. Again, I'm not saying this for people to, to, to hear that and be like, oh, I can go do whatever I want. Yeah. It's, to, it's to recognize how difficult it is to manage these places, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Because there's so much that needs to be done. Our parks are woefully underfunded. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody contact your congressman and say to give them more money, right? <laughs> yep, it's yes, 100%. Americans can agree on next to nothing, especially now. But you know what they do agree on mm-hmm. is national parks are pretty cool. Yes. Yes. Wow. 100%. What a takeaway, That's, dude. I love yes. that. I love that. That's the takeaway this episode is support yeah. your national parks and, like, contract, contact your Congress. <laughs> Man, I can say words. Um, like, just, just support these places. And yeah. I just I want to speak on on the, the point you just made and then we can move past. But, like, it must be a constant battle because people in the, in the woods are going to, like, people go there to escape and be – do whatever and go in the woods, but they understand. Like you have to understand that you're not the only person doing that. Like you have to respect, free, dude. Like you have to respect the the trails, and you have to yeah. respect that NPS is doing their job and they're keeping what you love safe. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, Ryan, I, we didn't mean to cut you off there, but like it's super underfunded, and and another reason I, I love seeing like this this outpouring of of really support, especially after that time where the coronavirus really jumped out at us and and a lot of people really took to the road you know went to the national parks enjoyed themselves a little Mm -hmm. bit more distant than usual but that that volume decrease we've talked about it in previous episodes really helped out the park for at least a year but again at the rate that we're going in the volume every single year that people are pouring into these parks slowly but surely yeah and they're already predicting like insane record crazy numbers everywhere this summer Mm -hmm. because we're free to roam again Definitely. I mean, I know we didn't go any. We didn't go to any national parks last summer. We did nothing because we felt really irresponsible. We were like, we're not yeah. gonna go here and post pictures about it on social media. Like, yeah, you know? no, that's people the thing. But that's like, and, that's why we took the the truck on the Jeep road. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, parks still hit record numbers during COVID because everyone wanted to it's get crazy. out. And I feel like now is the time to support our parks more than ever. Yeah, and and well, that's that's the. 
the upshot, if you're looking for silver linings of COVID, obviously there's there's a lot of sad stories and mm-hmm. a lot of unfortunate of circumstances that happen. But based on our conversation, the upshot is it exposed a lot of people to the outdoors again. Yeah. Um, yeah. State parks, like visitation in Kansas where we live, was up 200, 200% to our parks last year, you know, because... Because that's something that we could do. So yeah. now we have all these people. And they were closed right. for most of the summer. Mm-hmm. And now we have all these people that are that are reinterested in parks or interested for the first time in parks. Mm-hmm. And and that's a that's 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 a great thing, right? Parks are for people. Yes. We we want that. Yeah. But but we also have to properly fund these places too to make yeah, sure so that. they can operate so that they yeah. can handle the this. We have Yellowstone. The reason we have Yosemite, the Grand Canyon, Cumberland Island. Uh, Boston Harbor National Historic Site or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The reason we have all these places is because they're special, right? Mm-hmm. So if we don't provide the, the proper amount of resources to protect them, they could easily cease to be the things that they were created to be. I'm, I'm getting very soapboxy here. So yeah, no, no, please, because, I, I mean, it's it's so... Just even that sediment, you don't hear that too often, and I think you're, you guys are absolutely right. I mean, the volume that people are going to these parks and, and realizing, like, the genuine, like, experiences that are within the United States are, are just boundless. Um, and, and we have a bunch of friends that are going back to work in these national parks that are experiencing that volume. And it, it, it's just, it's, it's brutal because, like, obviously we love it. We want to visit it all the time. But the more that we visit it, the more it gets, um, it, it gets more downtrodden and, and, and harder to enforce. And, I, I mean, we're taking steps in the right direction, but, but it, it's just, it's a process like everything else. And, and um, hopefully soon <laughs> people will start realizing, hey, national parks are cool. It's part of the, just conservation in general and maybe our our funds are are really well spent when we're we're providing for the the just basically national parks in general yeah i i I mean yeah i i I would i would argue that that people do appreciate national parks i don't think that's a problem i think that the issue is there was a study done i don't know maybe 10 years ago now but uh the average taxpayer in the united states pays about seven to ten dollars per person towards our protected lands for our public lands in this country per year per year so you know that's 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 next to nothing Mm -hmm. right um we increase that by a couple dollars we we eliminate the backlog that's that that exists with all of these places i mean i don't know a tiny bit of funding that goes to many military resources in this country. Go a little <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're going to get a thought. Okay. We got to be careful here now. But, <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a deep one. The military is great. Um, yeah. It's, 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 uh, I, it, one more thing about this. So you've got me, so, you know, I've, I, I, I study this stuff. I spend all my time mm-hmm. thinking about this. You so. got the academic is going on. <laughs> yeah. So, so the, the, the big thing is, is that, it, we want all these people going and all these people going is great. It's, it's seriously fantastic, but nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody, the vast majority of people don't understand any of what we've been talking about for the last 15, 20 yeah. minutes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's not their fault. They go to parks to vacation. They go to parks mm-hmm. to relax. They go to parks not to think about, things right yeah so they they have something that i've kind of deemed vacation break right they just Mm -hmm. they do things that maybe they wouldn't do on on an average day or they don't think about the things that they're doing but they're also woefully unaware of any impacts that they're having right definitely so that's we need more interpreters we need more educators those are the things that i would always promote in the future (laughs) absolutely i you guys, you guys, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I mean, we're all speaking the same language. It's just how are we going to get this sediment out to more people? Yeah. Because like that vacation brain, I, I sort of got. I'm I'm feeling that right now, and I'm <laughs> I'm in the middle of a nine to five. So, uh, absolutely. Um, and and again, I I just there, there's so much sediment that we have here that that more people need. It's only a matter of time, but. I think we're, we got to wrap it up just because we've been talking for a whole lot and we've covered some 
awesome stuff once again yeah. fantastic to have you guys on mm -hmm. um but we we definitely want to make sure that you guys have some time to plug some things and i know you guys got a whole lot to plug so please go off go crazy yeah um sorry our our uh, baby yoda doll was going crazy <laughs> <laughs> you, you were, Baby Yoda has something to plug. Uh, you, were, you were very, you were being very serious and, and to the point, and we had a Baby Yoda dog going off in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's got some things to say. Now He's we, preaching. Uh, no, we we appreciate the opportunity to talk to you, and 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 you know the more we haven't done a lot of these. We've done a couple podcasts the last couple of weeks and months mm. or whatever, but. You know, the, the more of these things that you all are doing, the more things that, that we do to kind of promote Definitely. the idea of, of parks and their importance and, and you know, the, the access that we all have to these places and how unique public lands are, right? This yeah. is a relatively new idea. It's, it's less than, you know, 150, 160 years old. Yellowstone National Park was created in 1872 as the first National one on the planet. Yeah. You know? so, like. It's a new idea, and if we don't fight for it, it'll go away. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's really what we try to do with Parks and Pines, is is just kind of plug the idea of, of, of the importance of these places. You know, our, our Instagram page is Parks and Pines, and then, uh, you know, our website, uh, parks, the letter N, pints.com. Um, we have some stuff on there uh, for sale, such as, you know, hats and Shirts and pint glasses, koozies, stickers, nice. all the good stuff. And and the pro most of the proceeds from those sales are going to be going back into that kind of mission of providing money for students to do projects and research on in, in parks and protected areas. So, um, you know, again, we we just appreciate the opportunity to speak with y'all and to kind of spread the word and the gospel of parks and pints. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Dude. Oh, and one and one more thing, we. Uh, Parks and Pines is uh, so we li we currently live in Manhattan, Kansas. Mm -hmm. um, I work for I work for Kansas State University, but uh, I'm going on sabbatical starting in July, and I'm going to be working for the University of Georgia. So we are going to be hitting up every brewery in a 50 mile radius of Athens, Georgia. <laughs> Let's go! Get That's awesome. Up. And guys, so, remember, buddy in Georgia that might be listening to this, <laughs> hit us up. Yeah, please, please do. Not only that, also. With that one dollar and and drink their beer. That's all I'm saying. If you see a Parks and Pints <laughs> yep. tap, drink their yep. beer, donate to the parks. That's all you guys got to do. Sip on the good stuff. Donate to the parks. It's easy as that. But guys, absolute blast with you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Sure, it started yeah, off pleasure. rough, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we had we had some technical difficulties, but. Yeah. Good luck with we the podcast, it. too. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Well, this has been the Park Rats Podcast. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back next week. Peace. <laughs>